Welcome to Valley Lights Church Online. Let's start this morning with a big question. What is it that you would like to accomplish with your life? People would answer this in different ways. For some, uh, they've got a list of experiences, places to go and things to do, a bucket list before they go. Other people, maybe they'd say they want to get to a comfortable retirement and that would just they angle life in that direction. A lot of us would say we want our kids to succeed in life and that would, that's what we'd want to achieve. Still others, they would say, I'm going to attach myself to a really important cause. I'm going to spend my life advancing that cause. Um, others may want to achieve with their life that they've spent, they've spent it educating the next generation. Other people want to build products or develop services that help people. Lots of different ideas, lots of ways to spend a life, and all of those are good and noble ways to spend a life. But let me ask another question. Are those enough? Are any one of those things enough? Is it enough for us to check off the bucket list, to save for our retirement, or, or even to raise our children and do important work? Well, my answer to that question is no. I don't think it is enough. Those are all really good things. They're really good, but they're just not enough. And the reason I know that, the reason I think that is because those who do those things and do them really well still have a desire to do more. Those who are comfortable in retirement, sometimes they have a sense that they're not quite done or that there's things that need to fill their time. Or those that have raised their kids well sense that there's more for me to do. Those who have succeeded in the marketplace are rarely satisfied. And those who have worked in the public sector never leave with the sense that they've done quite enough. So did God create us with the desire to do more, or really with a desire that's far bigger than our everyday life can match? No, I don't think so. My name is Bruce and I'd, I'd love to get the chance to meet you. I'm, I'm the lead pastor of this church, Valley Lights, and you've joined us on a day where we're in a message series called Us For Them. And we're answering the question, why is it worth orienting my life so that we're living to help other people find God? Well, if you look in Acts 13, section of the Bible where Paul and Barnabas, uh, these, these were two guys that were helping Christianity spread. And they were telling other people about Jesus when they experienced some opposition. And the question that they were asked by the Jewish leaders was, why are you doing this? And here's their answer. In Acts 13, 47, we see the answer. It says, well, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. That was their answer. Christianity, at that time, it, st it started in a very tight-knit circle, mostly among Jesus' fellow Jews. But very soon, God led guys like this, Paul and Barnabas, to widen the circle and to take the message of Christ to the Gentiles, meaning the people that were not Jewish. And Paul, when he gives this answer, he's quoting from Isaiah, a prophet, um, a person who was God's spokesman hundreds of years before. And uh, this verse is a prophecy about the role of the Messiah, about Jesus. And if we, so if we go back to the, the verse that Paul's referencing, he says, uh, there's a part where, where God says, it's too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes 
of Jacob and bring back those of Israel that I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. With this being a prophecy about Jesus, we see that Jesus came not just for Israel, but for the whole world. And so this verse, it highlights a time when the Jewish people had been scattered throughout the ancient world by the Assyrians and Babylonians. And at that time, the, the top goal of most people was to give their lives rebuilding a nation. How about that for a lifetime achievement? What if that was your focus, to help build a nation, to rebuild an entire nation of people? Well, that would be no small task if that was your life's goal. But why does God say it was too small of a thing to, to restore the tribes? You know, restoring a nation is what Abraham Lincoln did. <laughs> Back when the Civil War was happening, he led, he led the nation through that. And some people say the Civil War was one of, it was our, our country's greatest moral, cultural, constitutional, and political crisis. No one would dare tell Lincoln that what he did was too small of a task. Some would say that our nation, again, is in a point where we're in need of some rebuilding and restoring. And some people might give a big portion of their time to that goal. And if they did, that would be a really good thing. But God says in this verse that even restoring a nation is too small a thing for us to accomplish. He's got something bigger in mind. He intends for us to bring his salvation to the ends of the world. Jesus' life and death and resurrection, it shines light on God's plan to forgive and save people from their sins. The entire world needs to know this, and this is what's on God's heart. So should we just all quit our jobs, head to LAX, and catch the next flight to some remote part of the world to share the good news about Jesus? No, I don't think so. In this verse, God said, I will also make you a light. Back then, what they were doing was just fine. It just wasn't enough. God's people worked to bring God's salvation to the ends of the earth in addition to their everyday tasks. So if you're a parent, that's part of your everyday task. Changing diapers, teaching how to tie shoes, training children, helping coach and give understanding. But God would say, I will also make you a light. If you're an employee, that takes up a lot of your time. You spend a lot of time at work, but God would say, I will also make you a light. Or if you're a business, if you own a business, boy, that's, that's pretty time-consuming. God would say, I will also make you a light. It's not enough for us to live inside the walls of our everyday world. It's just too small of a thing. We must be part of bringing God's salvation to the world. How can we add that to our days? How can we be a light to others? The church network that we're a part of has a rich heritage of sending people around the world. Um, churches that we team with, where I've come from, where I ha have ministry training experience, um, we've got long-term missionaries in Taiwan, Afghanistan, Canada, Papua New Guinea, and I've personally gone to uh, Germany and China and others at our church. I've been to numerous places. I've been to different states in our country for missions work. But Valley Lights Church right now Coming up on a year old, uh, we're still pretty young. We haven't had really the resources to develop career missionaries. But how exciting when God will use us to support people who will up and move for the purpose of bringing the light of God's salvation to a different part of the world. The truth is, going to a new place is actually woven into our story already. 
a team of people left everything about a year ago to go to Santa Clarita to start a new church. So at the moment, our everyday assignment from God is right here. In fact, I think most of us are called to invest right here, right where we are, right where we live in our everyday world. So if Valley Lights Church is your church, it's our hope that you will be a light. After all, it's in our name. Jesus is the light described in the passage, but since we carry God's Spirit in us, we can all become lights in the valleys that people walk through. So if Valley Lights Church, if you're a part of that, if you are one of the lights, then you'll have an opportunity to expend yourself over the next few months. One of the ways to bring God's salvation, one, one thing that we can all do is, is to give. Paul and Barnabas didn't just decide to leave one day. They were sent by a church. They were supported by churches full of people with everyday jobs who supported them so that they could go. Look at what he says, Paul says in Philippians 4. He says, As you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I'm looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. Paul's reminding them about how the Philippian church, they sent him money. And he's reminding them not because he's asking for more money. It's because he wants to go on record as saying, you guys get credit for everyone that was saved by that effort. All they did was give so that Paul could go. And Paul was the boots on the ground. He did most of the work. But in God's books, those who give receive credit for the changed lives, just like those who go. At Valley Lights, since day one of receiving financial contributions, we've been giving away a percentage of our budget to key ministry partners outside of our everyday world. We give to the Gold Coast Association, which is a collection of churches right in our region, um, really with the goal of keeping churches strong and healthy and going. We give also to the California Southern Baptist Convention, and there's a lot of money that goes towards church planting, starting new churches, and then eventually internationally, and also the 17-6 network, which is a network of churches that operates domestically and internationally. So, as a part of a small startup, which we are, it would be tempting for us to grab at every dollar that comes through. And actually, our first few projections showed us diving into the red <laughs> after just a couple months. But we wanted a missional focus to be baked in from the very beginning. And God has very faithfully, faithfully been providing. As a church, we don't just exist for ourselves. And so if you give to Valley Lights, already there are people who owe you a debt of gratitude. I think in heaven, people will come up and thank us for being a part of their salvation. There may be names on your heavenly account because you were a part of how God saved them. When I first began considering this idea of being a light, to people in my everyday world, I was a bit awkward. <laughs> we, uh, my wife and I, before we had any kids, we moved in to a small rental house and um, we had lived right next door to the family we were renting from. And um, it was this family, um, the guy's name was Danny. And I got, began to spend time with Danny and I thought I could, I could share with him. I could let him know about church and God and the Bible. And, they knew we were Christians and we were really involved at our church. 
And I, I was working up the courage to invite him to church one day, and I thought, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a light. And uh, as I was planning to ask him, he's, he, told, he told me, he's like, hey, my wife and I were thinking about coming to church with you. Would that be all right? <laughs> and I said, sure. <laughs> you beat me to it. And, uh, you know, I was just feeling out this, how, how, do I, how do I even invite someone to experience what God has done in my life? I was figuring that out. Well, over time, uh, as Danny and his family, uh, they started coming around, getting to know people, beginning to learn about the Bible and what God has said. Danny became a Christian, and it, it was a process. And then uh, sometime later, his wife became a Christian as well, and they decided to follow Jesus. A couple years down the road, their three kids decided to follow Christ, and they have been baptized at that church, OCC. That's where we're from. And that all happened at, at OCC, this Orange Crest Community Church, where I've spent many years getting trained. Um, but the fun thing is that Danny and his family, they came to visit Valley Lights a few weeks ago. They joined us on a Sunday morning as they were driving up the five, uh, heading on a vacation. And it was so fun. Our, our kids got to play with their kids again after church, and we got lunch together. And it was really fun. And this family, who previously knew nothing, about God's salvation, um, they made a very deep investment at that church, at OCC, and they continue to do that. But in addition, this is what's amazing, Danny and his family, they've made a significant financial contribution to us, to, to Valley Lights, during our first year. They, they've experienced so much positive life change that they wanted to give, a, they, wanted to get, they wanted to get in on the action. They couldn't move with us, but they wanted a piece of the action by giving. So when we left and we came to Santa Clarita to start this church, Danny sent me a note with some photos of us from back in the day. And here's the note he said, when you go off to start Valley Lights next month, I want you to remember how you helped me come to the Lord and make Jesus the boss of my life. I was separated from God and I was going my own way. You helped me reach for something that is so simple and there for anyone to have for free. I just needed someone there to guide me to the top of the rock. He said, he went on and he said, I, I know God will do great things in Santa Clarita. There are so many others out there just like me looking for someone to show them the way. I look forward to our continued friendship, financial support, and whatever I can do to help others like me. Because isn't the view so much better on the top of that rock? Let's help others get to the top. And this was really encouraging for me to hear this note from him and to know that he was behind us praying and, and giving. In my early attempts at sharing my faith and inviting the church, I really felt like I was fumbling through the words, still battling, really just battling my own desire for convenience and just kind of wanting to do the easy thing. My role in this family's life was teeny tiny because God was the one doing the life change. God had a plan for this man and it changed the course of eternity for his whole family. And other relatives of theirs started coming to Christ. Over, over about a 10-year period, more and more of their family started becoming followers of Jesus. So incredible to see the way that God works, redeeming people, and then causing a chain reaction of life change and blessing. One of the reasons that I'm really excited about our first anniversary celebration, which is in about two weeks, We'll have some videos highlighting the incredible life change that's been occurring here at our church now. Big shifts have been occurring. It's amazing to see. Changes that, that wouldn't have occurred if there was no Valley Lights. 
It's taken a significant amount of resources from a lot of people to get our church off the ground. And it really says a lot about us and what's important to us whenever we give financially. It's really a tangible way to get involved in God's work. Everyday life, though, has a way of consuming our time and our money. And personally, I need a calendar reminder that pops up every time I get paid. Uh, otherwise, I would forget to give. I, I give out of each paycheck, and I don't want to forget that. And uh, other people have found it helpful to automate their giving through bill pay or through online giving. But I believe it's just too small a thing for us to think about our own life and my own budget line items. We want to continually be asking God to stretch our faith as we give. So you might consider giving for the first time or increasing your giving amount or frequency so that more of your resources can be used to make an impact. Another way to help extend God's salvation beyond your everyday world is to help. There's a lot of ways to help out. We'll be moving and having a grand opening in a new location. We're going to be moving to Rio Norte Junior High. And so where we currently meet on Sunday mornings is the Embassy Suites in Valencia, which is really nice, but it's a little bit small and a little bit out of the way. And we'll be moving into the middle of a busy, thriving neighborhood. So this is a strategic move toward a ministry, the ministry advantage. So on Sunday mornings, we've still got a lot of holes in our ministry teams and our audiovisual team and our kids zone, our first impressions. There's a lot of people pulling double duty, a lot of people uh, volunteering with no breaks, which means there's room for you and you could really play to help. We could use it. And so when we move to this brand new location, you could come early on Sundays to help us figure out the new space or stay late to help us pack up. All of that helps us create an environment where people come to experience God and take steps toward Him. For the first two to three weeks of that new location, probably the more people we have, the better. Uh, there's really some short windows of time that we have for our setup and our teardown, and there may not necessarily be clear roles for everyone uh, if we get a lot of help, but it really would be great to have people ready to spring into action uh, rather than scrambling. So the first week in October will be our soft opening, a chance to get a lay of the space. And then that second week, second Sunday in October, will be our grand opening in that new location. We'll barely get that new space figured out before we launch a sports camp. And this is going to be a big week-long community project, uh, really just about two weeks after we launch. And with that timeline and that turnaround, it almost feels like we're biting off more than we can chew. But if, I'm, but if I really think about it, I've kind of felt that way throughout the whole process so far. And God continues to provide what's needed. So let me show you a quick video of what sports camp will be like, and this will give you an idea of what we're aiming to build.
That video was from when I was directing the camp at, uh, as an associate pastor at our sending church, and we've done that actually many times. It's, it's a really exciting thing. So what, the way it works, it's Monday through Friday. Kids learn the basics of different sports each night, and there's fun rallies and prizes and t-shirts and giveaways, dances and cheers, it's, and, and some uh, fun space and opportunities for parents to, to either watch or connect as well. And here's why we're doing this camp. It's a way, uh, first, for us to serve our community, the new one that we're moving into, and in our city at large. Sports are a really high value in Santa Clarita. Parents love getting their kids in sports, and they also want their kids to know what kind of things they like or what they're good at. Also, we're doing this camp because we'll get to know people. We'll be able to have, I think, here's, here's what, we'll have more meaningful conversations in one week than we'll probably have in a year of just doing the Sunday morning gatherings. The gathering potential here for lots and lots of people is just huge. Um, and also, we'll be able to build trust with people. People really love it when their kids have tons of fun. I mean, I do. I love seeing my kids have a blast. And actually, I can't wait for my kids to be in this camp. <laughs> I, I can't wait for people in this community to experience the members of our church. And you've helped us build a warm and inclusive culture. And people are really attracted to that. So a big community project like this creates goodwill. And goodwill opens, opens doors for the good news. There's going to be a unique opportunity for us to share about God's salvation with people through this effort. So our grand opening and our sports camp, are they're really synced up. Sports camp supports the mission of making a positive impact in this community that we'll be in. It's really, it's the West Creek Rio Norte community. But there is something that you need to know about it. Sports camp is really draining. It's a lot of work. Imagine doing something exhausting five nights in a week after you do your day job. That's a lot of work. That's why we've got a team of people coming from OCC um, and possibly some other churches. And we've also received a grant from an organization that really believes in what we're doing and wants to get behind it financially. So if you're interested in helping at our sports camp, you can help out every night or just some nights. Uh, we're going to be needing coaches, people to, to run some of the sports, um, captains or pilots to group with the team and stay with a, a team of kids throughout the week, uh, admin and registration people set up and tear down. We need some guys to pull trucks of equipment and lots of ways to jump in and help out. Earlier in this message, we talked about how some people go to the ends of the earth as missionaries to foreign countries. Maybe you would say, being a missionary, yeah, I could, I could never do that. I could never just up and leave to go to a new country. Or I could never go start a church in a new city. Well, this one-week effort is something that you can do. Some people are career missionaries, and this is just kind of like a one-week missions trip in your own town. It's kind of like being a missionary at home. And you might say, you know what? It's too small a thing for me just to do my normal routine in October. I, I know God wants me to do more. Maybe you think God wants you to dig deep and invest in something that's just not really for you, but for the benefit of others. If you want to sign up, we could definitely use your help, so let us know. Another way to help out 
is to hang invitational flyers. And this is uh, a way to get the word out about what we're doing as a church and uh, with our grand opening and with our sports camp. And uh, actually here's a photo of um, one of the days that we brought door hangers throughout the neighborhoods. We've got, we're gonna have a broad spectrum of advertising methods for the things that we have going on. Um, online advertising, road signs, social media, emails, maybe even the newspaper again. But we will have three consecutive Saturdays for distributing flyers, where we walk through neighborhoods hanging flyers on doors. And it's a lot of work, especially if it's hot, and especially since it's Saturday morning. But you know what? God has used our flyers over and over to connect people to our church and to Him. Earlier, actually, one, one of the ladies that we baptized earlier this year and gave her life to Christ uh, came after she received a flyer. And actually, we had new guests every Sunday for months when, after uh, we first got started this year. As a they came for months uh, as a result of the flyer. It's an amazing and effective outreach. So for more details on those different opportunities, let us know. Let us know if you want to help out. Um, another way to extend God's salvation beyond your everyday world. We talked about giving and helping. Now invite. Inviting is another way. Every day we can be investing in and inviting those around us. We want to invite people to church and church events or gatherings of church people so that people can hear more about Jesus. Look at a story from Jesus' life. In Luke, Luke records it. He says, After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. And listen to what he did. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house. And a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. Kind of exciting gathering. But, well, not for everybody. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to, to Jesus' disciples. So why do you eat and drink with these tax collectors and sinners? Well, let me ask you a question. Would you ever invite some sinners to come eat at your dinner table with your family? Jesus seemed to think it was a pretty good idea. We can invite people into our lives. A key question you might ask yourself is, who, who has God placed in my life? Who lives around me? Who do I work with? Who do I see on a semi-regular basis? How can I invest in those relationships? Especially the ones, the people that are far from God. It really says a lot about our level of interest in a person when we invite them to come eat at our table, inside our home. Levi threw a party. Sometimes we throw dinners or game nights or go play pickleball together at the park. Different ways to get around people. Christians know how to have parties. We actually have a lot of fun. In fact, the most fun is experienced when we do some, ex some fun and exciting things with a deeper purpose. Really, it is to help people learn more about God and how to live His way. So, you can invite people into your home. You can also invite people to church. God has put people all around you. And for some, some of them, you might be the strongest Christian that they know. It's easy to make excuses for not inviting people or just to assume that they would never come. But we have seen over and over that God is working invisibly in people's hearts. We may have no idea. 
But the person that you invite may be someone who responds and turns in faith to God and then becomes an everyday missionary in their own town. One final way to help extend God's salvation. We talked about giving, helping, inviting, praying. Prayer is, an, is a fourth way. Look at Colossians. Devote yourselves to prayer, Paul says, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. The implication here is that there are some doors that God will not open if we don't pray. We want to be praying that God will open doors for his message to be spread for hearts to receive it. There's a link between our prayer and the mystery the good news about Jesus being understood by people. So we've got a page of, a, of events, different things going up. Uh, we have a handout or we have a website. Uh, you might even pray for the things that are coming up and in our church, in our church life, and pray for the people that may be impacted by those things. God is doing some pretty amazing things, and you can be a part of it by giving, helping, inviting, and praying. God will bring his salvation to the ends of the earth. But maybe his salvation hasn't quite worked its way into your life. Or maybe you're not really sure. Maybe all of this kingdom expansion is appealing to you, but maybe you first need to cross the line of faith yourself. That's why we're holding a Discovering Faith lunch after church today. And if you want to get in on what God is doing, then you can learn more at that event or by letting us know by writing it in the chat, the chat or sending us an email. Uh, we really want to help people understand what it is to, to truly be a follower of Jesus and what kind of commitment that is and how to do that. The Bible provides all the information that we need to get right with God and then how to make our lives about the things that are important to Him. Really, how, how might we live with the attitude, us for them? When I get to the end of my life, I'm at the throne room. I'm before the judgment seat. I don't want to stand before God with my life's work and have him say, it's too small a thing. It was too small a thing for you to send your four kids to college. It's too small a thing for you to save for a comfortable retirement. I wanted you to bring my salvation to the very ends of the earth. We were created to impact our world, so let's not settle for anything smaller than that. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your rescue mission, a part of being a light to many people. And how exciting it is that we can do that in our own town, or my own workplace, my own family. You can use us, Lord, if we put our resources at your disposal. Give us the courage and the motivation to do that. Would you work through our efforts here at this church to help shine the light in the valleys that people are walking through, to bring the hope of Jesus and that people would turn in faith to you. Would you give us help in these events coming up, a grand opening, sports camp, discovering faith lunch, the other, the other opportunities, would you bring people that are um, in need of you, that are far from you, and help us as those who are faithful Christians to grow strong in our commitment to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time.